0: Just kind of deciding that you've already won and then just letting time catch up. You know, when we're working through goals, we're like, hey, it's already happened. We've already hit this number. We're just waiting for time to catch up. We're just waiting for the rest of the month to happen so that we can actually check off the goal that is hit. We've already decided when you expect to win, you're going to win.
1: Welcome to CEO School. We're your hosts, Sunira Madani and Shannon Monson, and we believe you deserve to have it all. Less than 2% of female founders ever break $1 million in revenue, and we're on a mission to change that. Each week, you'll learn from incredible mentors who've made it to the 2% Club, as well as women well on their way, sharing how they've defied the odds so you can do it too. You're a real business now, and class is officially in session. If you have not been introduced to Macy, Macy is the founder and CEO of Guide Culture, which is the unique and timeless persuasion system to confidently make more sales and captivate the right people. And if you're just being introduced to Macy for the first time, Macy has an unreal gift for motivating people. And I've had the honor of being in the room when Macy has literally brought. 20 people, two tiers is an incredible gift. And when I think of you, Macy, I just think of such a strong leader. I I feel like you have an idea in your head and you're just like straight line towards that vision, just such clear direction. I don't know if I've ever met anybody that seems like they have such a clear vision as you, but I know you didn't always start that way, right? So I would love for you to take us back to how you got started and how guide culture really came to be.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Shan, first of all, you just know how much you mean to me and how special you are when you're saying, man, Macy, you have such a clear vision. I think that of you. So that is really such a compliment coming from you, honestly. You know Shan, it really it really did start. I think you know the story of uh, the beach trip. It really did start there. My family and I are, are all super close and I was in my first job at the time and my boyfriend, who's now husband, he was just we were just dating. He came on a family beach trip with us and we were all sitting and it was like the sunset and you know, it was it had some music going and my dad pulled out all these packets of paper. Passed him around in the circle and basically was like, hey, we're going to learn how to do some sales training. It was my sister and her husband and my mom. And, you know, my mom was like not having anything of it. But he had to sit down and read all this stuff and
1: kind of do a little bit of role play. And we knew... I'm trying to, like, imagine family yeah, beach trip. Yeah. We're having a good time. And all yeah. of a sudden, dad's like, okay, you're going to learn how to sell. Okay. Well, it was
0: very clear that he had this hidden agenda. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it wasn't new for him. But for us, it was like, but also, like, my, my husband, now husband and brother-in-law, work with Lloyd and are already close with him. So they're not, like, shocked that Lloyd would do this. This is okay. Total- <laughs> this is totally a Lloyd move, you know, like he would have us over for dinner and play The Psychology of Winning, which is our favorite book on the loudspeakers and have us just like eat in silence and listen to this book. You know what I'm Stop. saying? No, I had no idea about Lloyd. That's oh, hilarious. yeah. He's very passionate about his beliefs and he really wants us to get on board, you know, and not... I expect that... that of my next family dinner. Yeah. Ex- the, okay. Family. Dun- I Dun, actually. Yeah. But it's not even like the beach. We would go to dinner and then we would come back to the condo and he. would have a projector ready to continue. And of course, at the time, it's like so embarrassing, especially when it was my boyfriend and I'm like, oh, this is the worst. But I totally get it now. I get it because he saw it as a chance of, man, I have the people I love the most in one room for a period of time. This is my window. Like this is... And I think another point of that is he saw the boys growing up, which was you know my brother-in-law and husband. And I think he would see in them like, hey, this is what they really need he knew that. And so without telling them, Hey, Austin, you really need to learn this. He kind of, or Hey, Charlie, you need to learn this. He made it a group activity so everybody could learn it. And of course I totally dismissed it. I was like, this is, you know, you're not cool dad, whatever. And, uh, later came to find out after my first started, my first business was not doing good and was really kind of like, man, I have my back against the wall. And so I kind of came to him and was like, okay, I'm ready to learn. When the when the uh, student is ready, the teacher will come, as they say. You know, I and love it. And so we worked on it for a while and it really changed my life drastically.
1: So I feel like this is a very common problem new business owners face, right? You yes. get into business because you're, there's something you're excited about and you're excited sure. about doing it. And then you find out that actually you have to be good at sales in order to get the business up off the ground. Um, so that's yeah. kind of where you were. It wasn't your intention to start a sales training business. No. You were just... Trying to apply this, right? Sure. Yeah, I was trying to apply it. And I think what's so, uh, what
0: I see a lot, and what I also started with, we kind of think that. Oh man, I really need to get the branding just right or I really need the website or I really need and we're kind of lying to ourselves that that's what it takes to have a business. When really, if you can't sell what you have, there's no need for branding and there's no need for marketing, there's no need there's no need for any of that because you have to make money first. And that's where I was stuck. I was like, "Oh, I need the branding and I need to like have this like niche." And and he's like, "No, no, you just need to make money first. You need to start selling." And I was like, crap, you're right. So
1: yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's what happens. And sales is really the engine for every single company. You know, if you don't have sales, you have nothing. Oh my god! But I do think sales gets a bad rep sometimes. Mm. Bad rap sometimes. So what yeah. would you say to someone who maybe knows they need to make more money in their business, but they're not going to yeah. sell? They don't want to be sales. Oh my what gosh. You, what would you yeah. say to them? That makes me
0: hurt so bad just hearing that because really it's just life. Like not being salesy is like, hey, don't be a human because it's like you're trying to get Noah, your son, to go to sleep. That's a sales job. Trying to get Minnie to wear what you want her to wear. That's a sales job. It's just life. And I think the most important part of that is just kind of surrendering to the concept of, okay... Life is sales. Everything I do is a sales job. It's just a way of communicating. And when you surrender to that and really learn how to do it, you don't become salesy. But I get it because, like, we've all had a bad experience, I'm sure, of a sales situation. In fact, a girl told me one time a guy literally followed her to her house to sell her a car. You know, we've had those moments of we're like, this. Is not what I want to do. I totally get it. Uh, But the reason those people are acting that way is because they don't know how to do it. They don't know how to sell. But if you know how, you don't come off as salesy. It's very counterintuitive. But I think you get that too. You are like, you are a
1: very natural salesperson. I will say that, Shan, very natural. Oh, well, thank you because I sat through my first. So for you guys listening, Macy was one of our, really one of our first, the first few rounds of mastermind students that we had. And so myself and our team got to really help you take this from an idea that that Loy taught you into the business that it is today. But I'd never had the opportunity to really sit on the customer side of things and be a student until a few months ago. I took someone um, from our team, our sales team to a guide culture training and just completely blew me out of the water. You know, I think sometimes we feel frustrated because we're not making sales in our business. Mm -hmm. We can't figure out the next step. And it just feels like, man, if I just was in front of more people, Mm -hmm. I would make more sales. And sitting in your guide culture training, I realized, oh my goodness, there's like 500 steps that are happening. I had no idea. There's so many ways that I'm like, figuratively shooting myself in the foot by things that I'm saying. And I didn't realize there's just so much you can do to increase those sales um, from day one. You know, you don't need, I know we talk about this all the time, but you don't need a lot of people in the pipeline to be able to get a client and to get a sale. And I've just been so impressed with, for someone who feels like a natural salesperson, I feel like sales come easy. I couldn't believe how much I learned. Um, I think that just speaks volumes to the program. Okay. Yeah. So going back to like, you took, you, you started this business. Uh-huh. I know you initially started it just with this idea. It was actually, it used to be called yeah. totally Confident. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been running this for a long time before. Now you have an in-person space and mm-hmm. you would do all these workshops, but long before that, right? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like is the one thing that you've pre- prioritized that's really helped you to get to where you are today?
0: The one, like, there are so many things. I feel like when you start, you just are putting a bunch of ingredients in a pot and just hoping it makes something delicious, you know, trying to figure out what to do. I think one of the most important things that was so game changing for us is, uh, you know, well, well, we took this material and we organized it. So you can imagine this is 30 years of material that Loy put together in spreadsheet form. Okay. So it was all kinds of color coded and all tabs and it was every... We took a year to organize it. And once we organized it, we started to kind of just teach it and then get a group of people, which is what we call labs now, and basically role play together. We would teach and then role play, teach and role play. And the one thing, Shan... The one thing I am so thankful that we did is we got laser focused on this one training and we got so many reps in. We just practiced and we practiced and we practiced. And what we found is the more we did it, the more people were coming to lab like knowing what to do. Like the first time you teach it, everyone's all confused and you're like, oh crap, I, I did not teach that very well. And then you really become a master of the material. I mean, I think we've probably taught this 50 times and it's, it's like 15 hours worth of material. It's a lot of, you know how much it is. It's a lot. But that one thing of just like having an insane amount of reps in, it gives you this, um, this belief and belief has a sound confidence has a sound and it's not and it's just something that you earn. You earn this belief, you earn this sound. And I'm telling you that one thing of just getting so just like mastering this material is the one thing that I swear has made this thing actually happen. Which and I see, I think you see this too, is that a lot of people jump from thing to thing to thing to thing. They don't just have one one thou- thousand percent. So they focus on for just a minute, like just get, and they're almost scared because they don't want to miss out on another chance to make money somewhere else. When really, if you just get really good at one thing, you're gonna make probably more money than you even realize. So that's that's I- my biggest piece of advice, honestly.
1: I love it, and I think a lot of the fear is, well, I already sold it once. What if nobody buys it the Yay! next time? Or what are your thoughts on that? You know, it's just, it's such a scarcity mindset to think, you know, 20 people bought for me, 50 people, a hundred. Let's say, let's say you had like blew it out of the water and 300 people bought from you. Yeah. That's, that's would be very big numbers for an initial launch in a business, right? To believe that there's nobody else in the world that could buy. (laughs) It's such a, it's such a a limiting, limiting belief. Um, And I think that that's something that I really have felt watching you because I've seen, I've had the really unique position to see guide culture go from like start to not finish, but to where you are now. Yeah. And it is so polished. It is so clear. Nobody teaches this better than you. Nobody knows this better than you. And we talk a lot about creating an MVP, a minimally viable product, and then iterating on that and making it better. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, you are just a walking example of what happens when you keep, making it better instead of saying, okay, what's next? What's what's now? What's the next thing? What's the before mm-hmm. thing? And you, you also have to be willing to walk away from a lot of money, right? Because people finish your program and then there's a lot of people that say, what's next? What yeah. now? And you know, maybe that's something you can capitalize on down the line. I know you guys just announced the Academy yeah. and you're starting to introduce more products, but you spent... What is, is it two and a half years making this one thing yes. the best it can be? And I think that it's it's why you are where you are right now. Yeah.
0: But you do the exact same thing. And I think it's just a level of like credibility. It's like, hey, when you make one thing really great, when it is time to make something else, people can trust and know that it is going to be really, really great. Um, so yeah. I totally agree. It's so... But I think more than... And especially like right now, whenever you're listening to this, we're in corona and COVID and all of that. And what I think is the most important thing during this season is that you do have mastery of your material so that you can stand in confidence and be like, Hey, fam, this is the thing that you need. This is the lifeboat. And you can't say that really well if you don't believe it. And the only way and you, you believe can't that. believe
1: it until people have done it. 100%. Yeah. And done it well and gotten results. And yes. Especially, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in competition. I think that I there's know, a lot yeah. you can do to stand out. But at the end of the day, competition is real. And mm-hmm. one of the best ways to stand out from your competition is to, I always say this, just be better, be I the know. best. I and the way that you do it. that is by those repetitions and just constantly asking how you can be better. So I think you've just done a phenomenal job with that. Thank you. Um, I want to go back to kind of a very specific... I know you shared this with being confidence, so I hope it's okay to ask. Okay. Um, a very specific moment in your journey where you are building out your in-person space for guide culture. And yeah. there's a lot of resources and investment in time. It's a can be a very stressful time. So on top of that, you're already running this business. You have all oh these God. customers. You have this team that you're leading and showing up for plus thousands of people you're showing up for online. Mm -hmm. Was there a moment in that where you felt really overwhelmed and you were afraid that it wasn't going to work out or you wouldn't make it through this? And how did you pick yourself up from that?
0: Shan, I feel like there are so many moments. There's not just one. I'm sure you're the same way, right? I mean, there is like an unending amount of roller coaster moments, but what I have decided and what I know to be true is that All of life is 50-50. Your life isn't meant to be a vacay, right? There is 50% of hardship um, and you get to choose that 50. And so that 50% for me has been a lot of just the craziness of guide culture I remember, you know, I had this one girl working with me. Her name was Carly and she was incredible. I just loved her so much. She has always wanted to be a nurse. Um, She just was doing side stuff for me and then ended up doing full time and ended up basically like figuring so much out. And it was time for her to go to nursing school. And I just remember being like, I'm about to give up or get help, like get good, honest, help. Um, and when I say good, honest help, I just mean like investing in really good people, which is a massive risk. You know that. You know how... And, and when you have that responsibility of hiring really good people, you're like, oh crap. Like I really don't have an option. And so there was a moment where I was like, okay, I'm about to do some serious investing between good people, investing in good people and investing in a space. And I was still toying with the idea. Honestly, there was a moment I was like, I could do this and I can also not do this. And I was straddling this this idea of like, okay, do I go all in or do I not? Because if I do this, there is no turning back at all. And so I made the decision. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to take the risk. And let me tell you something. You know this, Shan, more than anybody, that when you take risk, there is a gear inside of you that turns on that you didn't even know you had. You just like escalate in a level and you work at a pace that you have never done before. And it's interesting because it's like the risk is the very thing you needed to be able to make something. It is what it is. I mean, you had, you know, your life is crazy. Your story is crazy where you really had no option but to take amazing big risk. And of course your back feels like it's against the wall, but really it's the best thing that could ever happen to you and I'm sure you see this too, but I feel like so many entrepreneurs they kind of struggle with taking risk especially online entrepreneurs and you could you could, you know, you know, do like get a lot of stuff for free and get all the free things and not invest in yourself and figure it out on your own. You could totally do that. But I think this level of risk just makes you so much better. And that is the one thing that I'm like, okay, when I take risk, I know I'm not going to mess up or not that I'm not going to mess up, but I know I'm going to make it work. I just got chills. (laughs) But also like Shan, you were my first investment of a thousand dollars. First time I ever invested. Do you remember that? TBT? No, um, so
1: yeah, everyone, everyone listening, they're like, where do we get that? It's not yeah, a no, it was a long time ago. It was so, it felt like... But yeah, your first investment feels like, like so much money. You yeah. Know, it doesn't matter what the number is. It's it your first felt, investment.
0: I remember sitting and just being like, do I do this? Do I do this? Did it, did not pick my head up until I like, execute it. I think that's where people uh, have misconceptions yeah. of risk. They just buy and think that that's all it takes to yeah. to take it to take it and run. Um, and then the next investment I made with you was a much, 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 much bigger. But again, just not lifting your head until it's done. And then when you prove to yourself that you, you can do it and that you do keep promises to yourself, you start to realize that, hey, the bigger, honestly, the bigger the risk, the better the person that I show up as.
1: Yeah, I love that, and I really do feel. You know, I've talked about this before, but the moments that I feel like I've had a foot on my throat, where like there, what the the rug is ripped out from underneath me, I do feel like those have been my best growing moments, and it the best, the, it, the absolute best, and it doesn't have to be, you know risks sometimes sometimes are risks you choose. sometimes they're there' situations that happen to you, like we how we're where we're at right now with Corona. No, none of us chose this. Perfect. but having that mindset that I am going to make the most of this situation, whatever that looks like. I think that's what you've done when you've committed and you've made that financial investment. You didn't just transfer money and and wait for results to happen. No. You really said, okay, I'm all in and that you moved across the fence and said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this happen. And I absolutely love that you said life is 50-50 because okay. I think if people believe that entrepreneurship was 50-50, maybe they wouldn't be so surprised that it's hard. Because <laughs> I think yeah. everyone listening, there's so many, you know, entrepreneurship has re- become really sexy and there's so many, yeah. but the lows are really hard. And I Let don't... Let me tell you. Even just yeah. hearing you say that, I was like, oh, it probably is 50%. Yeah, she's right. Yeah, it's, it's not just 10 <laughs>
0: I, oh no, I will never forget a day where so many things good hap- so many good things happened. We like closed a business, we sold out two classes. We just like signed the stuff on our space. And within, I don't know four or five hours after all that happened, some really big things fell through. And that's a perfect example of a day that's 50-50. It is so fun and it is so exciting. And then it is really freaking hard. And I think just knowing that, it takes the edge off. Just knowing when it's hard, you're like, okay, this is the 50% right here. And then knowing when it's good, it's like, all right, this is the 50% I'm going to enjoy. And that's great. I love
1: that. I think something mm-hmm. that you do just phenomenally, your mindset is so strong. Mm-hmm. Every time I know, every time that we've talked as just as a as was even a master member or as a yeah. friend i just yeah. feel like you were always up here. So, oh. what are some of the mindset hacks? Like, what would you say to someone listening who's feeling they're in those lows of entrepreneurship right now and just feel like yeah. they can't pull themselves out of it? What would you say? Uh, gosh, uh,
0: I actually have uh, my team to thank a lot for this because they are all working so hard on themselves all the time. Every time we, I come in here in the morning, Natalie's in there reading or studying something. Amy, she's our operation, she's always studying something. And they are really good about kind of keeping some sayings uh, that we repeat a lot in the office um, and just on our texts and Slack and all of that. And one of the sayings we say a lot is, hey, nothing has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. We have decided that everything is great and everything is for us. We talk a lot about this at Guide Culture, but it's like, honestly, hey, we are forced to be virtual. Good. Good. Look at all of the things that we are creating in order to be better. Hey, uh, it's it's actually from Jocko Jocko Willink. I don't. Do you know who Jocko Willink is? No. He's a Navy SEAL personal development guy. He's a little intense, which you can know understand why I like him. Love some intense tough love. But he's like got a flat tire in the rain. Good. I'm gonna do burpees in the rain until someone... You know that's like his mentality. He's so hardcore. But truly, it's like when something happens, it's honestly deciding. Nothing has gone wrong. This is amazing. Let's move forward. I'm telling you, it's everything. I also feel very strongly um, about just kind of deciding that you've already won and then just letting time catch up. You know, when we're working through goals, we're like, hey, it's already happened. We've already hit this number. We're just waiting for time to catch up. We're just waiting for the rest of the month to happen so that we can actually check off the goal that is hit. We've already decided when you expect
1: to win, you're going to win. You have the absolute best mindset. Even (laughs) listening to you hear that, I'm like, yes, we're all winners. We're doing it. I feel like following you on stories, it's so inspirational. And just you can see that you are putting in the work. I would love to hear because something I really noticed when I was at your space um, for Guide Culture, the in-person training in, what was that, February when we were allowed to leave the home, um, I feel like something I saw and observed is that you've just built an incredible company culture. That same mindset and positivity that I feel like just resonates from you. I felt that from every single person on the team. So yeah. for those that are listening that are building teams, what do you feel you've done that has really helped create a strong company culture? And what would you? What advice would you give to someone who's just starting to build a team right now?
0: Yeah. Well, first of all, I would say great people are everything. They aren't just something. They are everything. They are... um, They are the most important part of guide culture. I really believe that hands down. And I'm going to be honest, Shan. I just, and I don't, I'm, the reason guide culture is called guide culture is because of that word culture right there. It's, there's a method to guide method. There's a, you know, a five-step method to help you get through conversations. But you know, you took it the pillars, mindset and attitude, heart and emotion, like, and trust, skill and technique. Those pillars are what is like ingrained in us. The amount of times we were talking about the reps, how we taught over and over, these people have sat in those sessions that we've taught. They're not just like taking the recordings and sending them to people. They're sitting in the trainings and taking notes and saying, hey, this could be better, that could be better. They are so bought in. But the thing is, is like they see the vision more than I do. They see where it could go and how it could help people more than I do. And they are everything. And I think what's more important than anything as a leader is that your team, Like a a leader, it's not lonely at the top because a leader takes people with you. They help elevate people with you and help make them great and help hold the ladder so that they can go win and that they can be great. Um, That is so, so important that, that people come on board with you to make you better, not and uh, to make the the whole company better, and to help your students and your clients better, not just to like put you on a on a pedestal or make you the leader. It's everybody together. So passionate about that.
1: You've really given them, and I see you do the same for your students. But the opportunity to have ownership and bring oh, their own yeah. ideas to the table, and I I think it's been oh, really powerful to see. I just adore Listen. your team. They've been yeah. so good to me. Oh, okay, I tell you, they're amazing. So when we were at Gu- Guide Culture in person, mm-hmm. um, I had the opportunity to take the material. Absolutely loved it. My wish yeah. you guys could have seen my desk was like absolutely <laughs> covered in sticky notes. I'm I asking bless your team. They're like bringing me extra snacks and extra sticky notes because I'm just they're diving like, so water. Deep. Are you okay? <laughs> I'm like um, I'm gonna need another pad of sticky notes. Yeah. So that training, I wish everybody listening could mm-hmm. have the opportunity to sit in on. Truly, I'm the online experience mm-hmm. is incredible, but the in person, the event is just life-changing. So for everybody listening, can Mm -hmm. you give us like a five minute, what is one thing that you could teach from the guide culture training that would have the biggest impact for everyone listening? Mm -hmm.
0: So it's probably not what you think it is. So many people come because they want the skill and the technique to be able to basically sell and make money, right? When really really one of the, I think the most important thing is to be liked and trusted. And I think a lot of people think that uh, you come out of the womb liked and trusted. You're either liked or you're not. Either way, when really you can actually learn how to be liked and trusted. And the most important thing that you could do is to stop talking about yourself. Just stop stop talking about yourself. I also have a lot of coaches and I have a lot of mentors and I work with a lot of coaches and I totally get it because what they're doing is they're kind of selling themselves. They're also selling their knowledge. They're selling their experience. And so what happens is the only way they feel like that they can prove that they are worthy of being hired is by telling you all about their experience and their business and what they've done in their life. Instead. Like when I talk to these people, all I want them to do is tell me how they can help me. Like why me? Why am I a good fit for them? What do they know about my business? Like I just want to be heard. And I'm telling you, that's how everybody is. People just want to be heard. And so the best way to really sell yourself is actually just to stop talking about yourself. I would encourage you just to try to take the word I, me, we, us, just take a day and try not to say those words and just try to talk about the other person. Just take it back to them. Let them be the hero of the conversation. Let them have the spotlight
1: and you are actually going to be the one that's most memorable. I love that. So, if you, let's let's apply this, like even go yeah. a little deeper. Let's apply this to Instagram. So, Perfect. what's the first thing that we could do to kind of give take yourself out mm-hmm. of your current Instagram, the way you're showing up on stories? Yes. Okay. So, the, I'm holding a bubbly,
0: sparkling water. You could say something like, "I love this because I love that it's strawberry, and I love that it's pink, and I love the branding, and it's so cute," or that's one way. Or you could say, hey, this drink right here, it's so refreshing. If you really like something that's, that's a little sweet, but not too sweet, and it just makes you feel so refreshed in the summer, this
1: is a drink that would, you would really enjoy. Something I would just like love for you to sell to me all day long. You know, I could. Like, tell I love me more. it. <laughs> tell me, that's, what else do you have in the office? I would tell give me whatever whatever you think that I need, Macy. But but I, I love that. So think To that. It's like yeah.
0: every time you have something that you enjoy, just think, okay, what's in it for other people? Why would other people love this product and then talk about it like you're talking to the person of why they specifically would love it? That's all you have to do.
1: It's so, so much gold. It's so, yeah. it makes such a huge difference. And actually when I'm editing my Instagram captions, I do the same thing. I write it all in first person first, just because it's easier. And sure. then I go back and I actually change it to make it you, you mm-hmm, yeah. to make it you. So I'll, to, I'll write my story and then I'll just flip the eyes for you. and so then all of a sudden my story is their story. Absolutely. So I, I love that.
0: I'm going to start doing that. I'm sure it's so much easier to talk in first person at first. Well, yeah. we all care about ourselves first, right? <laughs> Everybody wants do. to talk about themselves. Just let them. Just let yeah. them have
1: it. Yeah. I love that. Okay, Macy, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was incredible. Yay! Where can everyone find you? I just have to say that you know one of the
0: greatest things about Icon because I was a, an the Icon Mastermind and Shannon just like really taught me how to be able to take a product that I've spent so much time working one on one with people, which you absolutely have to do when you start out, but then actually being able to kind of step out of those day to day things to really be able to create more uh, once you master one of your programs, and that has been life-changing. Like Shannon said, we just launched a, a program for our graduates. And let me tell you, I could have never done that if I didn't have this model, this Icon model. And I'm just so thankful for it. Shannon is the queen. I just had to say that.
1: Okay. Oh, thank That's you. It. It's been really cool to see you've executed everything so perfectly. Mm-hmm. You know, what we do in the Icon Mastermind is we help you take mm-hmm. your expertise, all those spreadsheets, the stuff you already had, yes. and package it in a way that you can mm-hmm. sell it on autopilot, essentially, that you're not constantly creating Mm -hmm. selling delivering so you Mm -hmm. can step out and really work at your higher power and it Mm -hmm. is a lot of work up front and then the payout is is incredible and to see you do it and continue and now you're doing it again with new products it's just so fun it's awesome. So so, I'm
0: just so thankful. Yeah, you can find me at uh, the guide culture on Instagram and also my name, Macy McNeely, on Instagram. We have a free resource. It's called Our Playbook How to Make More Sales and Gain Traction and Get Faster Results. You can grab that in our Instagram
1: bio. It'll be really, really helpful for you. Do you have a short link we can share that they can type in right now and we can add to the show notes? Um,
0: yes, I do. The short link is uh,
1: guideculture.co slash playbook hyphen IG. Amazing. Okay. That's guideculture.co. Amazing. That's guideculture.co slash playbook dash IG. That's right. And it's on Instagram at Macy McNeely and yeah. at the, the guide, guide, culture, the the guide, guide culture. culture. Yeah. We have a
0: podcast. Shan was on the podcast too. We're posting daily right now with Corona. So there's
1: lots of stuff to go and binge on. Amazing. Any last words of wisdom or favorite quotes, affirmations you want to leave us with? I,
0: I could, there's like, it's impossible just to pick one. I think one thing I'm like really into right now is really focusing on growth over goals. I'm a goal driven person, and Shannon, I know you are too. We want to see the numbers, we want to see it like check off the box. But what I found is that when you focus on the growth, the goals come so much faster and so much easier, and it, it's actually much more fun. So, uh, go, going back to that mindset, personal development, read, study will
1: be so beneficial in the long run. Thank you so much, Maisie. Thanks for coming Yay. on the show. I'm so excited to um, for everyone to listen and learn all of your wisdom, and we can't wait to see everybody talking about everyone else on their Instagram. It's going to be game changing for you. Thanks so, thank you so much. much. Yes, absolutely loved being on it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. We want to invite you to follow CEO School on Instagram for show notes, inspiration, and exclusive behind the scenes you won't find anywhere else. We also have an absolutely incredible free resource for you. It's the seven lessons we learned building seven and eight figure businesses. These are complete game changers and we want to give it to you completely free. All you have to do is leave a review of the podcast why you love listening, screenshot the review and email it to hello at ceoschoolpodcast.com and we'll send it your way. See you in the next class. This episode is brought to you by the Icon Method. If you're a service-based entrepreneur, A designer, nutritionist, photographer, educator, and you feel like the only way to make more is to work more, this is for you. The ICON method is our proven playbook to win back your time with passive income. It stands for ideation, creation, optimization, and niche. Here's the deal. We love running big businesses, but we don't believe your business should run you. And there is a way you can take your years of expertise and experience and turn it into six and seven figure programs that change lives in your sleep. Our Icon alumni are running best-selling online courses, membership sites, and digital downloads across every industry imaginable, and we want to show you how to. If you've ever thought about launching a passive program, or maybe you're just curious what this could look like for you, go right now to ceoschoolpodcast.com slash Icon. We have an incredible free guide taking you step-by-step through the whole Icon process. This has been completely life-changing for so many women and we wanna invite you to dream bigger and expand your impact with this proven method. Again, that's com slash Icon.